Good morning. Welcome to Coffee Podcast. Welcome. I'm Ali. And I'm Emma. In each episode, we listen to a short Australian story while we drink our morning coffee. I'm drinking mine. Are you drinking yours? Yes. Yes, cafe. It's beautiful. It's the greatest thing ever. I've gone up to a spoon and a half. Oh, that's like a half of what I would have. It's excellent. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I always took the serving sizes as guidelines or recommendations because mm. we all know serving sizes lie. I met someone recently who has, when in their instant coffee, had one spoon of coffee to every six spoons of sugar. And I was like, why don't you just drink soft drink? It's kind of like that scene in the first Men in Black where the cockroach takes over the human and he goes into the house and asks for sugar water and they just keep pouring sugar and sugar and sugar into the water. And he's really happy about it. So if he's half as happy as the cockroach man, then maybe it's fine. That's weird. <laughs> it's a weird thing to think about that person. <laughs> Potentially they're a cockroach. Anyhow. Anyway. Uh, right. I've chosen... A brilliant story called All That Shudder by Jill Jones. And it's in the Shuffle Anthology from Spineless Wonders. So enjoy. Thank you. That year, I went back to the city alone. Me and all my noisy solitude. I remember the way we'd gossip stories into night along those roads. Glee Point Road, Darlinghurst Road. Or walk to the harbour, listen to the wharves, what's left of them. Or get wasted in a loud pub to the south, towards Botany, where the plains almost drown. Or I'm back at that corner where she said I should accept things as they are, rather than holding out something to be filled. But the glass has passed. I hear it smash to the gutter. I remember helping another girl throw up, just here, in another century, after a night nearby with booming walls of all that survival in tune with a kiss. Names and numbers on drink coasters. Promises as opposed to meanings. Too many women not watching you. So there I was, being gentle with this kid, retching, as hellhounds scoured her insides. Night allows this tact and touch. Then she walked off. They always do. I'm here again, listening as night sirens shift away, like a reprieve, like an unprepared morning. There's nothing butch in the sound of dawn, lost harmonies, or sleep. I picked this story because I was really drawn to how it was structured and the way that time kind of just collapsed in on itself during the story. So she's going back into the city and she sees all of these memories coming to life on the streets around her. And it reminded me of this theory of time where everything is happening simultaneously Mm. There's no linear trajectory 
Yeah. Just wherever you have been before, every moment you've experienced in your life is happening all the time. Yeah. And I just found that really interesting about this story because it really created that sort of sense for me where you look around you and you can see yourself in all of these moments, Mm. like helping the girl throw up in the street. And that's the corner where she told me I had to let things go. And these things are happening all the time around us because they're living in our heads. Yeah, like for me, I suppose I didn't so much focus on the the time, but was sort of very similar. It was on like the, the history of places mm. and and not big places in our lives, but those small places, you know. And it made me think of a lot of like, you know, the, the corner outside the Hungry Jacks where I lost my bag once, but then I also, you know, met someone there and I also... You know, all these things happened there and, and in terms of a place, it's just a corner outside mm. Hungry Jack's or it's, or like for her, it's, it's just the side of a road and yet it has all these memories attached. And for so many other people, like this same spot would have a thousand innocuous, boring memories that overlap over and over and over and over mm. and over again to create this one single location or this and and it also it made me think of 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 particularly i think i i don't feel it as much being older because you know if i go out at night now i can afford to just go into a bar and stay there like it's Mm. not a question but of being 18 and and having to buy the the bottle of passion pop or something and go to a park Mm. And and then going to that park during the day and being like, well, that's where that person threw up in that bush. And, and that's where, like, those people hooked up. And, like, that's the, like, bench where those two people fought last time. Mm. And then seeing it in the daylight when it's families and people with prams and, and dogs and and how these locations can have so many different meanings and histories and things. Just constant echoes. Yeah. Over that really conflict yeah. with the family and the prams. You know, I, I've thrown up on that spot <laughs> and now your child is playing there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like that That it it makes it feel like they're com- two completely different places mm. and yet they're not. Mm. And, and knowing that they overlap in such a significant way that, you know, yeah, the park where like – a friend from school passed out in the gutter is mm. the same park that we now go and do exercise and, and walk and <laughs> go for a run. Yeah. But it's also never the places that you expect. You know, if you were writing a novel about your life, you would have all of these grandiose moments in these perfect places. Yeah. And, you know, they just fit the sort of epicness of what was happening. But instead, in reality, what happens is that it is the bathroom in McDonald's. Yeah. (laughs) Or, you know, that dirty alleyway in the CBD. Yeah. Or (laughs) some random bus stop in God knows where. (laughs) It just never quite matches. Well, yeah, exactly. And so, and the fact that I think they're not grandiose and they're not 
big, beautiful places to meet these beautiful, big moments in your life means that you kind of you come across them all the time without noting mm. that, you know, yeah, like, like, like now I have to, you know, the, you know, walking through that, that, that same train station where like, oh my God, we said, I love you for the first time. And then you're like, now I have to get off at that station every day for work. <laughs> it's really boring. <laughs> Perhaps it's fitting though, because it interweaves this yeah sort of huge emotional moments or just beautiful moments or fun or ridiculous or whatever back into your life which I Mm. guess is a benefit of being an adult in the city or country or wherever that you grew up there are always these echoes Mm. which I guess is what our protagonist is feeling because she's returning to this place so it must be quite overwhelming to return yeah. And have all of these places and these memories jump back into your face. Mm. One thing I did want to ask you about was the one of the sentences right towards the end. There's nothing butch in the sound of the dawn. Because I've, it's a, it was a beautiful sentence and I really like it. And I have no idea why. Mm. And I've just been like rolling it around in my head since I heard it, just trying to figure out like what what about it I really like. But I haven't solved that yet. <laughs> mm. I mean, maybe one of our listeners can tell us because I think it's about identifying as butch is what I read it as. Mm. And what does that mean? And what does that resonate for you? Is, is that reflective of other people's experience that this Mm. kind of dawn something about the dawn doesn't fall into that identity or I think I also like like maybe it's because of that that rather than choosing like what the protagonist thought it was like you know because if if to use a, a very generalistic binary if if femme is meant to be sort of a reverse to butch, they're not saying the dawn is femme or like they're not saying the opposite of and in giving attributes to to what she's feeling, but rather saying, yeah, in this moment, like I feel nothing of this. Mm. And yeah, maybe it's just that turn of phrase to kind of just be like, this this yeah whether it is her identity or you know her girlfriend's identity or her partner's identity like the idea that she can see nothing of it in the dorm. Mm. I, I do i just it was a really interesting turn of phrase it was interesting I really liked. yeah no i'd like to uncover more of what was meant mm. i think you're right yeah like if, if people on facebook if you could go to coffee podcast on facebook and let us know what you think because it was I I would like to know (laughs) yeah and also on the shortaustralianstories.com website yep you can find the shuffle anthology where that short story is available as well as many other good ones rate review and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts we're supported by the Australian Council for the Arts Stay caffeinated. Stay caffeinated. Or not if it's not good for your health. <laughs>
decaf. Stay decaffeinated. Begrudgingly. I agree.